ignition sequence start. Three, two, one. Lock and load. It's time for the gun rack with your hosts, Joey and Drew. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gun Racks Nordensa Institute School of Firearms Technology's official podcast. I'm Josiah Upper. Folks call me Joey. And today we are going to follow up on our promise, considering uh, the week's episodes. We did a brief uh, kind of a special on Memorial Day, kind of a somber thing on Monday. Uh, but that was not really a full-fledged episode as much as it was an opportunity for us to kind of honor the uh, the very, very important holiday. Um, so today, we're going to do another mini episode for you guys. So there won't be any Drew's Clues. There won't be any Tales from the Range today. But we're going to talk about something super important. But first, and I missed it for the first time in many moons, with us, we have one. Drew Poplin. And you can be forgiven yeah. for missing that. Uh, I was lost myself because I happen to be indulging in a nice nitro Pepsi. What's nitro Pepsi, you may ask? This is a vanilla draft cola. It is nitrogen infused. And think of something similar to a nitro brewed coffee. They run a similar process with their cola. And I tell you what, it is great tasting. Smaller bubbles, smoother taste. Nitro Pepsi. Yeah, but is it as burn your face off caffeinated as nitro brewed coffee tends to be? Because I literally, I can't drink it or I get into one of those little caffeine, you know, skins clammy panic attacking situations. Um, I have to say, as a proud drinker of nitro Pepsi, I happen to be a fan of the vanilla draft cola and it is as smooth as velvet. It goes down with no problem, great taste, and it is pretty filling and only for 230 calories. Wow. That is definitely a skirt around what I said, but I'll let it sneak by. Listen, um, listen, Chris Ross told me we need to try to get a uh, Pepsi sponsorship with SDI. Oh, okay. This okay. is all I can do. I did my best and it, admittedly, it's not bad. It's not bad. And let, let's be real here. We can't endorse stuff as the school, but you have your own brand to think about, Drew. Absolutely. What, what, what is best for Drew in this moment? <laughs> and the answer is uh, shilling out for the weirdest uh, version of Pepsi currently. Personally, not much of a soda drinker, but if I were, I think I would be uh, pounding the table for Royal Crown. Ooh. Um, yeah. A bit of an RC than, Cola fan. Than Pepsi. Have you noticed? Yeah, I'm going to just straight lift from one of my preferred stand-up comedies but or comedians. But the have you ever noticed that when you're at a restaurant and you ask for a Coke, the waiter or waitress always goes, ooh, is Pepsi okay? Uh-huh. Yeah, it doesn't work the other way around. If you ask for a Pepsi, <laughs> they don't go, ooh, is Coke okay? They say, we have Coke because we are educated people who make good decisions. I've also heard that the weird Coke coffee mix that has been coming out is also good. Um, I don't think I'm going to try it because, again, I'm not really a soda person, but um, 
That's impressive stuff. If you really want to get into caffeinated goodness that's bubbly, Zip Fizz is the way to go. It is, if you drink two of them in a day, uh, it counts as a complete multivitamin. On top of that, they have B12 and they are sugar-free and they've got 100 milligrams of caffeine, so it's like a cup of coffee. I drink two of those a day and I am unstoppable. Um, Zip Fizz, why don't you endorse me? Because you're a smaller brand and I have literally dozens of people listening to this podcast right now, maybe. So Zip Fizz, reach out to me. We should honestly just title this episode, This Is Not an SDI Opinion. This is not an SDI opinion. This is rather Drew and I looking out for ourselves in a very public sector. <laughs> um, speaking of the public sector, what a segue. Go. Oh my goodness. We today, we're going to be talking about the new army uh, rifle that's coming out. Absolutely crazy town. Um, they are not going to be using the M4 for all that much longer. Um, or the M249 light machine gun. Isn't that crazy? Um, so they've been looking for uh, the next, the, sorry, excuse me, the United States military started looking for the next generation squad weapon uh, program. That's, that's what the program is called, and it does what you think it would. Uh, they're looking for the next best thing. And uh, this is right from Wikipedia, so you know it's true. Uh, in September 2019, SIG submitted designs for the XM5 Spear, uh, which was designed to fire the 6.8 by 51 SIG Fury cartridge, also known as the 277 Fury, uh, in response to concerns that con improvements in body armor would diminish the effectiveness of common battlefield rounds, such as the 556x45 NATO, which uh, the M249 and the M4 both use, and 762x51mm NATO, which makes less sense to me because that is a heck of a round. Um, on the 19th of April of this very year, 2022, so almost two months ago now, the United States Army awarded a 10-year contract to Sig Sauer, this is just a direct quote, uh, to produce the XM5 rifle along with the XM250 automatic rifle to replace the M4 and the M249. So thank you, whoever wrote that on Wikipedia, for giving us the straight down low. Now we've got a little bit more to this than just reciting a Wikipedia article, dude. Um, I've done a little bit of reading and a little bit of watching uh, some opinions from people that we respect, uh, that I respect personally, and uh, even some from SIG's website themselves uh, concerning this firearm. And I gotta say, it's a little eyebrow raising. Uh, frequently, when you're talking about gun tubers, they'll talk about, uh, with a given firearm, they'll say, these are the strengths of this particular firearm. These are the weaknesses of this particular firearm, if there are any. If it's from CZ, it's not physically possible for there to be weak spots, but for other firearms, maybe. Then they'll say, hey, but at the end of the day, it's up to you. You know, what do you think is best? What do you want to make use of? What are you going to enjoy? That has not been the case with a couple of videos that I have seen um, concerning this particular firearm. Uh, there are some people that straight up do not think this is the right call. Um, and that is perhaps inevitable as a lot of gun tubers are uh, 
uh, either veterans or very, very, very into the veteran community, because a lot of the veterans are in our firearms community, and we love them, especially here at SDI. Um, but let's get into the specs here a little bit, and then we can talk about some of the conclusions that we got uh, from some of these gun tubers. Uh, first, it's called the MCX Spear. We already mentioned that. MSRP on this thing is $7,999, according to Sig Sauer. Uh, that's right off their webpage. And that is perhaps the, the most government contracty MSRP I have ever heard in my life, because that, that seems absolutely outrageous to me. Um, so it's chambered in the 277 Fury, um, although I have got from uh, back from Wikipedia that it can be converted to both 762 by 51 NATO and 6.5 millimeter Creedmoor. Uh, Creedmoor, of course, being another fantastic round. Uh, Bell length is 13 inches. Uh, it comes with, uh, if you purchase it, two 20 round follower magazines. Um, it's semi-automatic, mostly. Um, trying to think if the other one i'm seeing one of these iterations of it the mtx mr mid-range has selective fire capabilities and that was chambered in 762 by 51 so i i take that bit back um obviously the one available just buildings is going to be in semi-auto that's how that works stu take two stage match trigger twist rate of one to seven and polymer grip uh it's in coyote Ugh, coyote oh. tan is my least favorite thing um and it's got m-lock accessory rails rather than picatinny everywhere but the top the top does appear to have picatinny um it's also a gas piston operating system and uh that should be uh familiar to uh, most of our people that is the the gross overview of the mcx it's an odd looking firearm um it basically looks like if if a M4 and a SCAR kind of had a baby. That's what it looks like. It's initially pictured uh, with an integrated suppressor, which I think is interesting. I don't know if that's going to be the way it goes out to everyone, but I thought that was interesting regardless. Now, there are some concerns with this firearm uh, that uh, Grantham mentions one, and actually you'll one of the very first things he says in there is thank you to SDI for being the primary sponsor of our channel. So ha, how about that? This thing has been, it's on its way. And the main thing he mentioned, there were a couple of things, but uh, one thing worth noting, and I think this is a legitimate concern, is the same thing that people were concerned about with the 762 by 51 uh, cartridge versus 5.56, which is, the combat load, what you're going to bring into an operation has to be, you have to be carrying less rounds because they're going to be a lot heavier and a lot bulkier. Um, mm -hmm. That's just how that works. So that's going to be um, an issue unless the military can figure out what's going to be right for their servicemen. Because with the 5.56, obviously that, what you bring in has been established for some time. Uh, figuring that one out is going to be interesting. That was one kind of small critique, but I remember it from, if, if you guys listen to uh, many history documentaries out there, you'll know uh, that was a concern 
uh, for the 762 by 51 cartridge. Now, let's get to the one that really raised my eyebrows personally. In-range TV, which I'm not even sure we have anything to do with in-range TV, um, but I am personally a pretty big fan of theirs. They do good stuff. Um, they did a mud test with the MCX spear and it went horribly wrong. Um, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, thing I forgot to mention in the specs, this firearm has the ability to do the uh, traditional M4 chambering cartridge kind of manual arm situation, but it also has the ability to side charge, which I love. I don't particularly care all that much for the standard AR-15 uh, system. There's nothing wrong with it necessarily. I just like plain old side charging. So that's cool. But the mud test, they started shooting this thing and it went okay to start. They dink it in water and they do all this other stuff. Um, and one thing they mentioned is that it has an adapter and I forget what the switch was. Basically, you could put it in heavy duty mode. So if you have this gun and it's under extreme conditions, you can flip the switch and it's supposed to be able to deal with some of those issues. And it did not do jack in their situation. Oh, they no. fired the gun uh, with mud on the outside and things went pretty well. Um, the things went okay there, but there were some failures to fire and the second, not failure to fire, failure to feed, excuse me. Um, I don't think I witnessed a single failure to fire, but as soon as they got gunk in the magazine, which is of course the big thing, right? If you have dirty ammo and dirty mags, failure to feeds are just the, the odds of them happening go up exponentially. This thing just fell apart, not literally, but performance-wise. Uh, in this dude's hands, it turned into uh, this. He had to unjam it a couple times by slamming the butt pad into the ground. So that is, of course, very concerning. Will most people be operating with this thing with, you know, maybe 10 ounces of mud on it? Probably not. Seems unlikely. But coming out of a new service rifle, and of course you hear the horror stories of when the N16 was first adapted. And that was, mm -hmm. I mean, a little different because they didn't issue cleaning kits with the stupid thing. Um, but I am desperately hoping that they will take care of this issue. SIG also, uh, for those of you who have been paying attention to the firearms world for a little longer, um, has something of a record of issuing firearms when they first launch with some kinks. Uh, there were issues, uh, or at least reported issues, with drop fire concerning the P365 and the P320. I remember when that first came out, there was some beef there. And actually, now since we're on it, the, uh, the military version of the P320, which I'm trying to remember exactly what an X9, someone in the listening to this is rolling their eyes because I got it wrong. But uh, you guys get what I mean. The, the military version, the P320, um, is also their sidearm. It's working their way in. So we have just a takeover by SIG uh, in their little small arms market. That's certainly interesting. Regardless, SIG has uh, something of a reputation, whether earned or not, for rough launches of firearms. And I desperately hope that uh, the this is not the way that... That's what it is, the P320 M17. Uh, 
I found clicking through their website while I was talking to you guys. Um, and then the M18, man, I don't know. So would you say that so, SIG is kind of like the, um, they're like the no man's sky of the firearms world? Wow. Wow. I don't know if their firearms launch was that horrific. Think of them more as the EA of the firearms world. Everything they launch is terrible to start. No, that's a joke. <laughs> I had a P320 when it first came out, and I, I love it. Yeah, um, we've talked about the P320 plenty of times on this. Oh, podcast. yeah, many times. And it's extremely popular. It was, I, if I remember correctly, it was the most popular handgun, um, semi-automatic handgun on Gunbroker last year. It was at least for a core, I don't remember how the trivia worked. You can hop back to our 100th episode special and hear about that. But the point is, it's a really reliable handgun, very modular. And because of that, and because of the 365 and all that they've adapted to make those things work, I have a lot of hope for the MCX. Uh, but I don't think it's unfair to be a little uh, trepidatious with new launches. Um especially when they're getting taken on in such a broad way. Um, people at SIG are uh, no dummies, though, so I have no doubt in the long term this will probably work out okay. Yeah, I'd say that's probably a pretty fair <laughs> assessment. And again, we don't want to be dunking on SIG. We do like a lot of their firearms. Yeah, I love but, SIG. But I do think it's worth pointing out, kind of like, hey, this there are some issues that probably need to get addressed before the CE's uh, plethora of combat. Yeah, and it may be that they just, you know, and maybe that this particular test was just the worst possible scenario and you, you put them out and you don't change anything and they're perfect. Yeah. But watching this video, and I'll actually go ahead and tell you guys, if you want to look it up on YouTube for yourselves, it's called Mud Test colon SIG MCX Spear hyphen US Army NGSW. I believe that's new generation squad weapon from In Range TV. Um, feel free to look that up on YouTube and come up with your own conclusions. Um, I would love, love, love to hear from you guys. Feel free to send something to marketing at sdi.edu with your opinions on the MCX Spear. Uh, we'll read them off if we get any. Um, but again, yeah, it is a company that I adore with a rifle that people are objecting to at the moment. Um, and I'm very much hoping that at the end of the day, it comes out a winner because uh that is what our our service members deserve is a absolute chad of a rifle so well said yes we need a chad rifle of that <laughs> there is no question um before i start demanding that we start handing out fnfals again to the good people there is no greater feeling and more horrifying feeling than uh than an fal on fully automatic if you're not careful it turns into an anti-aircraft gun very quickly um, cool. Okay. Before we wrap up, and again, this is a mini so guides. So if you were looking to lock in for about 40 minutes, like we frequently do, sorry, this is not the day for that, but we hope you guys enjoy it anyway. Uh, before we wrap up, Drew, any thoughts on this brand new firearms platform that's going into the zone? Yeah, I, I think I shared a similar hesitation uh, in particular with that mud test. And again, I realize that's probably worst case scenario. Um, but if you're already having to cut back on the amount of ammo you're able to take with you, if you have a magazine that's just having 
failure to feed after you know one after the other then yeah i'd say you know i think you're gonna i don't think that's a great recipe for success right now and again with the caveat magazine cakes in mud um with the failure to feeds i think it's fair to include that in there um i'm gonna add one more for you guys since we're on the mud journey I'm going to add, uh, I'm going to stand a little bit. Is that still a thing people say? I don't, um, I don't think so, Eminem. I don't think that's been the case for about three years, but I'm standing for them anyway. There is a, a video uh, by Grand Thumb that is a muddy rifle test with the HK416, Steyer, or excuse me, Steyer AUG, the AKM, the AK-105, the Brock 2 M4, Block 2 M4, excuse me, KAC, SR-15, FN, FSC, the SIG MCX, which relevant, the IWI Galil Ace Gen 2, oh shoot, now I have to watch it, um, did not know that was coming in there, Fulton Armory M14, DSAS OSW, also known as the short FN, FAL, SCAR H, SCAR 17S, LMT, MWS 6.5, AR 10 platform. And then they do them over again. Mud tests one and two. The whole thing lasts, hold on. I have to skip this ad. Yeah, it's like more than half an hour long, solid mud testing. So on this topic, why don't you go there and watch, I haven't seen it yet, but watch the Galil and Israeli weapon industries reign supreme over these doting sad old rifles and if uh mud tests are not your speed but you still want something mud related foodandwine.com has a lovely mud pie recipe just Do throwing that in is that a real thing Did yes look the... that up while I was... yes <laughs> while i was doing the important thing absolutely <laughs> <laughs> okay folks that is a downer, but I encourage you guys to go check it out yourselves. Uh, again, SIG is a company we still love very much, and I have very little doubt that in the long run, this thing turns out to be a winner, but that video scared the crap out of me. So uh, go check it out yourselves. Mud test, SIG, MCX Spear, US Army, NGSW, in-range TV, and form your own opinions. For now, everyone, that is the gun rack. Have fun out there, and we will see you at the range. The Noran Desert Institute is an online school accredited by the DEAC. It is headquartered at 1555 West University Drive in Tempe, Arizona. For more information about how you can craft your firearms future, visit sdi.edu.